Hello, hello everyone. Hola. Welcome to another week, um, another blessed week that we have been given by God. Y'all, we made it. Um, <laughs> our story with you. You know, we come to you each and every week, um, every Sunday, we drop. And so, continuing in our series of the fruit of it all this season, um, we are back with another video, another banger here. And um, we continue to glorify God's name. This is the podcast of The Fruit of It All, and this week's episode is the introduction. So let's get it in. Start off by telling the people who My you name? are and what your name is. Yeah. If y'all ain't heard it the first or the second week, it is Katie. Hello. I am born and raised in the Bahamas. Um, I've been here 10 years now. Um, a very wild 10 years has it been. Uh, but by the grace of God, we still here and still making it. I, I guess the second piece that I'd probably walk into is my age and occupation. So I'm 25 and I work as a registrar at a university here in Florida. Um, that's all I got for right now. You take it from here. You got to give, give them the same information I gave you. So this week's episode is the introduction, and the introduction is explaining who we are and explaining some background information of where we came from and what has led us to do what we're doing. Not you giving an introduction to the introduction. So the introduction of what I need you to do is, <laughs> come on, like, let's get Oh my God. Okay, that. okay, okay. I was giving them basic. Okay, let's, let's start off with basic. This it's peeling an onion show. here. This is not a but, hour long episode. This is 30 minutes we give them every week. Onions. People okay. want to get right to it. What's, what's up? Okay. So I guess my journey started well before I was even born. Um, but I guess we can start at the time I was born. I was born with a hole in my heart. I had two open heart surgeries a catheterization, um, so three surgeries in total. Basically, anybody who's under the medical field would know what tetralogy of fallot is, but the first time they did it, they did it when I was three months old. And when I tell y'all God works, even when you're not coherent to know, when I was three months old, they, my mom tells the story to me all the time. They were IMB negative blood type, which 2% of the world has they were going to give me to be positive. They were gonna give me B positive and my mom caught it at the last second. And that was a testament to God. But not only that, when I had the surgery, my, my parents have the videos so they can even reference this. Um, the doctor said that I didn't recognize my mom. They said that by the time that I, I can't remember exactly what she said, but basically that my brain wasn't functioning as it should. And my mom felt so overwhelmed, felt so emotional. And in that moment, she says, I smiled at her. At three months old, I smiled directly at her. And she said, it was just a level of peace that came over her that was unexplainable. And um, she was like, you can't tell me that my daughter doesn't know who I am. And so they prayed. Um, 
because when they found out I had open heart surgery, my, my heart sounded like an ocean. And I, it's so interesting because when doctors would listen to it, it just sounded like waves. And I think that that was God's, God's promise because in the Bahamas, we don't have medical, not to knock it, but the hospitals are not like here. And from that moment on, I guess you could say that started my journey, but I was so young. I've been raised in the church. I've always known the church. I've always known that God did a miracle in my life, but it wasn't until my second open heart surgery that it hit different. And um, it's the second time they didn't have enough blood. And when they took me into surgery, took me out, they found an extra pint and over a hundred people had given and only one person really came back as a match and they needed more. And they had the surgery and the surgery didn't go as planned. Um, my lungs collapsed, my lung collapsed. I had to kind of gear back up into walking again. I couldn't walk probably 20 steps without feeling exhausted hooked up to an oxygen, stayed in the hospital for two weeks. On the 10th day, it was my first day walking outside. And I remember it because I couldn't sneeze, cough, burp, or any regular function without feeling complete and utter pain. And I remember walking outside and I was able to smell the flower, like flowers for the first time in 10 days. And I looked up and I was like, thank you. God, because I'm in an ICU with children who are eight months old, who are babies and have gone through five surgeries before they even know how to walk. And that, I think these moments, the, the hardest and toughest time, mind you, six months earlier, I lost my grandmother and six months after I lost my other one. Those were the hardest moments of my life, but those were the moments I trusted God the most. And those were little miracles that God was planting in my heart to get me to be where I am, to, to remind me that I have no choice but to trust him. I have no, there's nothing in me that can keep me here or has me here sitting in front of you now. And through that, I am reminded that God chose me. And so I sit here and I guess my introduction that would be an intro to me or as small as I could compress it um, that God is faithful and God is real and I am here as a walking breathing testimony to that but I am also here as an ambassador for Christ like never before, because I've seen what he can do when you think you are at your lowest. I've experienced what it feels like to have your heart physically broken, but figuratively broken too. And I must tell you that I smile because of God. I love because of God. And every waking moment is literally because I shouldn't be here, but because of the God that I serve. And that's, I guess you can say a little bit about me. Tell people how, um, you know, the fruit of it all and the, and the fruit and, and God's way, how he planted, you know, fruit in you from, from the beginning Oof. and how he's allowed you to kind of 
you know, flourish like a tree. I, I promise you, you don't want to make this 30 minutes. <laughs> I think you want to make each of our pieces 30 minutes, but um, my grandmother's first and foremost. My parents, absolutely. Please don't get my parents and my godparents. My godparents um, are pastors. And so they were praying. My parents are, my dad was a deacon in church. My mom always went to church. We, we all, it just was church, church, church. Um, but the it all of my life, I had a car accident on top of that. All of that it all planted resilience, planted patience, planted a desire to just do God's will. Um, Paul speaks of where if he was thrown in jail, he's good. If he dies for the cross, he's good. I'm not all the way there yet, but I'm a lot further to that point than I can honestly say I've ever been. And I kind of have a faith that I didn't think I would ever reach. You kind of have no choice but to believe in God when you've seen him in so many different examples. You have no choice but to believe that God has to be working because there's nothing that you would have done to do otherwise. So I think asking that question and even trying to answer it is nearly impossible because the only explanation and the fruit is literally let his will be done. I can't, I can't remotely say because even as I sit here, I see fruit that I didn't even know was there. Right. And how would you say God has changed your life? Y'all, listen, and to the people who know me who will probably listen to this, anybody who knows me knows that I can hold my liquor. And God made a dramatic shift this year where he said, cut off liquor. So I just cold turkey stopped drinking literally in the span of two hours. I was drinking, I heard revelation, this is what I want you to give up and go on a fast. The fast was supposed to be 40 days. It's gone into 90 to 120 days. And I don't have any taste to go back. Um, number two, I prayed to God dramatically for me to stay in a season of fast. I must say, I've stayed in a period of fasting probably for the last eight, nine months. Um, he started it off with no bread, no pasta, no rice, no chocolate, no sweets. It's developed into where I was off social media for a while. No liquor, no candy, no chocolates, um, lots of water. And he even switched the fast up and told me for a period of 40 days to go to the gym every day or work out every day. So I did 40 days of working out. He said, fasting isn't even only just removing what takes your attention away from me, but maybe adding in something that could still you know, be beneficial in a spiritual, physical way. So I added in that and I just, I feel different. It's like my spirit doesn't become unsettled by any and everything. It, it's, it's like things at work that possibly used to make me go, a, like I used to go off the hinges. It doesn't unsettle, unsettle me. It's like, it is what it is because regardless of who my boss is, I know who my God is. And so my posture has shifted. My heart posture has changed. My mind has changed. My mindset is different. 
I, I, I really can honestly say that God has stepped to me more into the woman that he wanted me to be with the purpose that he wanted to give me. Now, come on now. You ain't asking me all these questions and you ain't. This is your introduction of no. people getting to know who you are and how God has influenced your life. I mean, So you... how you, you mentioned that God has influenced your life through basically changing the way that you were going about doing things and the way that you were carrying yourself and your character and your posture of how you were moving throughout life. You mentioned that God has been an impact in your life through just getting you to where you are today in terms of the surgeries that you've 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 had to endure and, and come through and also the car accident that you 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 were in. So, you know, you also mentioned that you were in, you know, your whole family has been um, in church and they've raised you obviously to live a Christian a Christian life. Um church life. Church life. Talk about pitfalls that you have gone through that that has steered you away from 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 God and and how you know maybe you thought that you would never get back to a a place that you know a, a good place and backing to God's presence um life because life can life has so many ups and downs in it and we we're not always unfortunately in God's presence all the time and so obviously the fruit of it all is is God plants this this fruit in our in our spirits um and it always somehow leads us back to him even when we go astray so talk about the times that you have gone astray and and how God has led you back to him um through that fruit that he's planted Ooh, in. I guess it would be... Because he wasn't always a holy Christian girl. Y'all listen. So obviously <laughs> you can't sit up there uh, and, and deny the fact that... Oh, no, nah, listen. Jesus knows. Hadn't had a hadn't had a whole past. Um, I'm not asking you to get into the past. I'm just asking you to explain how, what in that many things. brought you back to God. Um, I think... And I guess I can't explain this, but I'm I'm praying the Holy Spirit explains it for me. But um, when you you've grown up to know that you're different, I grew up around more older adults, so my nature was that of a more mature, even from younger. So it was like I didn't have the same pursuits as people my age. Not only that, but I also was a very submissive go with what other people desired me to go after and I think that played an important role because I never stood up for what I desired or more or less what God desired for me and so just in constant person you know they say oh my gosh you should be in a relationship and I think relationships took a toll it it seeing from young age how so many of my friends would get in and out of relationships although it was unhealthy it still was a very big desire in any young female's heart on top of that just circle of friends and having that social media friendly and i think social media played a very big role which is why i take fast from it regularly but then i realized that god God is the fulfillment. 
I think that when I got to a point where I started going to church more regularly, probably about five, six years ago, I ended up going to church more often. I decided to get baptized and I started working at the church and I started taking care of the kids. And in taking care of the kids, you see the love of Jesus in a different way. Kids are so innocent, so pure, and they love on you. Like they love on you. Kids don't know let too much sometimes. And at two years old, that was the room I was in. Um, they don't really know conflict. They know somebody's mad or upset, but they would just hug you. And it was like a lot disappeared. And it, it really, I think that was the moment I really understood what it said to have a childlike faith. It's an innocence and it's a purity and it's just a joyous faith. There's nothing attached to it. There is nothing where we have to barter it. It's literally just purely and unimaginably, unimaginably beautiful. And in that moment of taking care of kids, you know a different type of love even if they're not yours. So through that, it was kind of like God was showing me love through a little kid and in receiving love from babies. And so I think that redefined me in a sense of redefined what I considered religion and a relationship with Christ. I began to have a relationship. Um, my parents kept me in church and I credit that, but having a relationship with Christ is active. And I did not know what that activity, I thought going to church was that activity. But when I really realized that it has nothing to do with the building, but everything to do with your heart, it shifted my entire perspective. So it was like, I found love. I knew what it was like to be in love. Because we always talk about it from a relationship standpoint. You can love a person and you can be in love with a person. But through the love of those kids, I can honestly say, I knew what it was like to be in love with God and in love with Jesus. And it was, it just propelled me to want more of it. And when you want more of it, you just, it's, it's, it's like that burning desire. And after a while, and I prayed prayers in those moments, like God, don't ever let me lose this fire. And so it's kind of like in this moment, the fruit and that burning desire to have a closer relationship with Christ is because of the prayers I praise in the small little moments that I didn't even know would get answered. And now I'm living in it. It's such a spectacular feeling. And I can't say, I, I must say that was probably the most mind shifting and heart changing moment that really propelled me closer to God and brought me back. And from there, he was just dropping it and just dropping it. He was like, I got you. I, I, I'm here for you. I love you. And no matter the direction that you may steer off, I still want you. I still want your heart. I still have a purpose for you, a purpose in me, not a purpose you're seeking for yourself. And through it all, here I am doing the same thing. Heck, this is something. I Anybody who knows me, and I don't even think you know this, I am terrified of public speaking. I have avoided doing anything with my business because God called me to speak and I said, I'm not doing it. I hate it. It scares the mess out of me, y'all. I am freaking out inside right now and I'm not ashamed to admit it. But 
I've gotten to a position where I value obedience over my desires. And as uncomfortable as it is, I said, God, if I want you, if I told you I want you to grow me, here we are being uncomfortable. So that was a great introduction to, you know, a little bit of Tibet in your life and taking us through some things that you've gone through and how that's brought you out on the other side. So, you know, I'm appreciative of you sharing that information and, and sharing it with the fans and the viewers of being able to understand where it all comes from, from you, where the fruit has been planted with inside of you that you're now able to kind of not only be obedient, but also to share your message to the, to the world. So thank you for that. And thank you for, you know, giving us a, a true insight on to what, fuels you on the inside. Mm -hmm. And that's all the things that you've gone through, all the thing that things that God has, you know, got you through to this to this young age. You know, you're still very I feel very old. Yeah. My knees don't work the same, y'all. <laughs> still very young and you still have a lot of, you know, um more life by the grace of God who, grace who of God. continues to give you life, will you be able to experience more and be more obedient? So this introduction is literally an introduction, a starting point, because you're not even in the second half of your life. Wow. <laughs> it feels like the second <laughs> you know, half. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, kudos to you to finding God at, at such an early age. Kudos to your parents for introducing you to God, because you, had a, you had a jump start in and kind of understanding what that fruit is on the inside and how to utilize mm -hmm. that and how how it's transformed you and, and it's continuing to to um show itself. Yeah. And, and and how it's being how it's blossoming in in each and every day for you. Mm -hmm. You know, and so God knew what he was doing when he, he obviously did. created you and and, mm -hmm. and have you went through all of the things that you've gone through is to continue to show God the glory, yes. you know, and continue to keep him in your heart and continue to um, see that fruit and, 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 and know that that fruit is, you know, is, it came from him and it's, and it's embarking you into bigger things in, in your life. So. Um, Time to switch gears. Now that the fans and now that everyone has had an insight in, into your introduction, now it's um, my turn to take over all the interview and all of the questions, <laughs> and you just get to answer. We get insight. There it is, the drum roll, <laughs> um, where we get insight into the Christian way. Well, yeah, I mean, so my name, believe it or not, is actually Christian way. You love it. And... Um, it, it took a long, long journey for me to get here. I'm not the typical, um, you know, Christian. <laughs> um, I've had a lot of ups and downs along the way, but um, there's something there is something bigger that that God has for me that that He keeps tugging at me and keeps pulling at yanking me you. back to you know His presence because um, you know, sort of like pretty much every young child i always had the dream of wanting to be um successful and wanting to be in you know the music industry and wanting to be in um 
you know, driving fancy cars, big houses, the Mercedes, the limelight, the and what we see on social media today, that that's what drove me, mm-hmm. you know? And, and the funny thing about it is, is that I, I got to that level, you know, behind, behind, you know, every successful person, there is a person that is driving that person. Mm-hmm. And so that was me mm-hmm. driving, you know, people to success. And so I, witnessed it i was involved in it i you know uh lived it and it never made me happy you know i was always wanting to be the one that was in the front and i always thought that if i was the person in the front then that would complete me that would make me happy and then once i noticed what everyone was had to endure once everyone had to go through that kind of you know made me take a step back and say is that something that i want for me and if it is so, then how would I want it to evolve? How would I want it to be? And so it started off for me, um, obviously, my, you know, my parents raised me in the church. So I had an a, a upbringing of, of going to church regularly and, and you know, um, hearing the, the music and having the, the, the preacher touch, you know, my heart with the words that, that they would speak on. Um, but like any other, any child, we don't really listen to what the preacher is preaching yeah, at yeah. such a young age. We're there because our friends, our moms always there. Half the time we're tired. Half the time we mm-hmm. was on our phones Sleep. or whatever we were doing or, you know, um, with girls or friends or stuff <laughs> yeah. like that or playing around. So I always had a, um, a love for being in church. I just loved being in church and, and, and love getting dressed up and and love seeing my friends and love seeing you know the people and just love being in that in that space and in that setting there was always something about you know being in the sanctuary and that i guess that is where the initial inception of wanting to be in front of a large-scale audience stemmed from because being in that sanctuary and i've been in the sanctuary where it was packed I've been in the sanctuary where I was in front of the entire congregation. I've been in the sanctuary where it was empty and just me. And for some reason, there's just this level or not level, but there's just this, um, this energy that you get when you're in a concert hall, an empty concert hall or a sanctuary or a, a large performing platform. Mm -hmm. And some people like you or others would run away from that. That just spoke to me and spoke to me in, in, in volumes. And so like a lot of people who, who, you know, came up or who was raised in the church, you know, celebrities who sung in the church, the Whitney Houston's, the Fantasia's, the Monica's, you know, um, they eventually left the church and they eventually went singing, you know, um, music or something that they felt could, could break through. Um, and so that's what I did too. I left the church and I went, you know, um, producing R&B records, started producing hip hop artists, was DJing, you know, um, at different clubs. And um, I got into a whole habit of drinking and, drugs and and women and um always trying to search for something that to fill that void something to fill 
that itch, something to feel what I was feeling, what was missing. And um, I went to school and I felt like school just made it worse <laughs> because it, it put me in a position to now be on my own mm-hmm. and now take all of those things to the extreme. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm, I'm, I'm staying out later. Now I'm, I have friends and crowds that surround me that is influencing Utmost me freedom. To, to do more and go beyond. Now I'm, I'm putting friends around me who has the same mindset of, you know, drink party, drink party, wanting to be successful in, you know, in the recording studios, which is where I spend a lot majority of my time doing craziness. Um, <clears throat> and it led to friends, you know, advising me to go this way, go that way, go this way. And I did. What I will say to push the story along is that God had me go through all of those situations. God had me realize that all of those situations was not going to fulfill my purpose and it was not going to fulfill my happiness that I needed to have or my peace. And so um, he got me into a place where I was all alone. And I think that is when God really, really speaks to us when we are alone. A lot of times people get caught up and, you know, they, they get sent to jail or they get, you know, sent to detention or where, wherever, wherever you are alone. And that's when he really gets to speak to us mm-hmm. because now there's no crowds. Mm-hmm. There's no temptations. Mm-hmm. It's just you and God. It's just you and God. And so for six months, it was just him speaking to me. Him once again just tugging away at my strings, at my peace, at my joy, just just voiding it and shutting it up. Nothing, when I mean nothing, could could break through in terms of making me happy. Mm-hmm. Like I would be happy for a minute, a day, a couple of hours. Once all the friends left, once the drugs wears off, once the alcohol is, you know, out of my system. I continue feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget it. I, I woke up one morning and um, I prayed. And, you know, God just said, listen, I, I, I think and I'm calling you to go back to school. And I'm like, mm-hmm. go back to school? Like, I don't think that's for me. Mind you, for the for a long time, I was trying to figure out what my purpose was. Like, what what am I going to do? You know, I went to school to be a lawyer. Completed that, I went back to school to, um, you know, to be a music producer. Finished that, and still felt unaccomplished. Still felt mm-hmm. like, all right, now I have all of these titles, but there's no. I still have no direction, and I still have no feeling of joy. So. He said to me, theology. And for a person who, like me, coming from the things that I was doing, (laughs) theology, there's no way, there's no way you're telling me theology. How do I even begin that? How do I even start that? How do I even get into that? And, you know, the moment that he said to me, just trust me, I'll let out take care of everything for you. You don't got to worry. Just trust me. I said, okay, you know what? I've tried everything else. It didn't work. 
what's not to trust in this moment. Mm -hmm. So I applied and the school wanted me to get a recommendation. They, they, they wanted me to um, have someone refer me into the, into the program. Mm -hmm. And so I um, found out that they were having a, um, a revival upstate by my house where when I lived upstate New York and I went to the revival and I found out that the, the president of the school was going to be at the revival. Hmm. I drove up there. It was a Saturday. I drove all the way up there. I sat down. I listened to the revival. I watched everyone preach, everyone sing. And then at the end of the revival, when everyone was leaving to go back to their car, I followed the man. And I never told you this story. I followed the man. And I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, hey, I said to him, I'm trying to get into your school. And this is who I am. This is what I've come from doing. This is where I want to go. And God has led me here to you to ask you for an opportunity. And he said to me, um, contact my office on Monday morning. The rest is, the rest mm -hmm. is done. And when I tell you, after he said that to me, hmm. when I Whew. gave God the glory after that point, because to. it's just like, he told me to go do this. And he told me, I got you. And here it is. He got you. He is a man of his word. that he is doing everything that he said that he would do. He is a man of his word. I submitted the application and I got accepted. I went to the school and it was the best experience that I could ever have because not only was I around like-minded people who, who wanted to serve God and wanted to learn more about God and wanted to be more in his presence and wanted to give him glory. Um, it, it always had me in a, in a spirit of wanting to um, do what God had, God asked me to do. But of course, like the devil who, continues to work out here and continues to influence fight us. and influence and has a hand in our lives. And if we're not focused on God, he will destroy us, destroy us, destroy or us. Or he'll make it where we destroy ourselves. Or we destroy ourselves. Um, for some reason, he, he lured me back into the club, back into chasing women, back into, um, you know, feeling like, okay, well, you can have both. Why not? You can still be in the club and you can still enjoy your time. Just It's just not going to be, you know, um, on Sabbath. But you can go on a Sunday. You can go on a Monday night. You can go. They're having an open mic night. You can go and still pursue both. Why not? And um, went back, got back into the club and started drinking heavy. And um, one night, leaving from the club, I got held at gunpoint. Two guys with the mask on basically, you know, came to me. I was completely drunk. I was passed out in my car. And um, I, I drove my friend to his house and, and I woke up and there was two armed men in front of me, basically telling me to give me everything. Give, you, give them my car, give them my wallet, give them my money. And um, I'm sitting there like, this is not, like this is this can't be real. this can't be happening right this, now. This, this is this, this is as I'm staring down a barrel, y'all. 
as I was staring at down a barrel. And so, um, you know, to push forward that that story, um, they, there's going to be... did give them... Yeah, they... So I was robbed, you know, and I was robbed at gunpoint, but... And they the, left you they, alone. They and you never... Obviously. You were injured or nothing? I was not injured. I They did not shoot me. I did not you know, um, die in that moment because the Lord still had something for me. But it was the lesson that he was teaching me, which was, you know, there's consequences to, to everything in life. Oh, you know, there's, uh-huh. there's going to be consequences for the actions that we're doing. Don't think mm-hmm. that you're walking in this world and you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you please. You will have to answer to someone for mm-hmm. the sins that you, you commit. And so that could have been the end of my life for me. You know, where I obviously disobeyed God, I, I went away from what he was asking me to do. But because God had mercy on me and, and because God knew that I was being tempted by the devil, he, he showed the devil that it's not his time yet. I still have say in this man's life. I still have say in, you know, what I want him to, to become. And you're not going to win. You're not going to win, you know. And um, that led me to get more and more and more closer to God. It let me really understand that the purpose in this world is to always have God's protection. And the way that I was able to have God protection is by turning my life back over to him and say, listen, I don't want to be out of your will. You know, I don't want to be in a place where I'm disobeying you because my life could be cut short and my life should have been cut short. But once again, the same way that God has sent his son to save us all, you know, he spared me in that moment because he knew that there was a bigger plan for me. And so, you know, I'll, I'll obviously get more um, in depth into, you know, my story and all the things that has gotten me to this point. But the, the things that has gotten me to this point is all of the interactions that I've had with people who have, who have you know, strangers who have come to me and said, listen, your purpose and what God has led you to do and want you to do is to use your voice, to, to use your platform in a way that, you know, you can speak to people and you can guide people with your voice and do what you're saying. So people are aware that one, there is a God and two, that we, we have to be obedient to what he's, his will and what he's, he tells us to do. You know, this, um, the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. And we should have died long time times, ago, 10 times over. Man. So, what <clears throat> do you think, all of those moments, what, what do you think you can say, if anything, that is the one thing that you can say kept bringing you back? The love of God, that the love that God has for me runs so deep that he kept tugging and tugging and tugging and tugging and tugging Mm. to tell me, come back to me, come back to your father. You know, and and it it reminds me of the story of the prodigal son where, you know, he left, went to go do his own thing, Mm -hmm. thought he was going to be a big king Mm. and got out there and realized it ain't all what it says it's going to be. You know what I mean? And so we end up having to find our way back. Mm-hmm. And the, the goodness 
of me finding Ooh. my way back was that the door was wide open oh, for me. Man. You know what I mean? The the door of of his salvation never left. The the door of his his love flowing through me never ended. He was able to say, "Listen, you know, um even though you went out to do your own thing, I was still there. I was still <laughs> watching you. I was still He's looking faithful. over you. I was still trying to tell you to come back home." But you, you had to go through this, um, you know. So for for me is knowing that God's love runs so deep that He was able to allow me to go out and do foolishness and go searching for other things, but to end up realizing that there's only one God, mm. and that God is the God that I I serve today. Well people i don't think you could have asked for a better introduction to (laughs) the christian way um and i think that it is beautiful because you're not perfect you've been through life you understand what it's like to be out there and i believe that it's a testament to relatability because for us to speak to people who are still out there, we got to know what it's like. We got to mm. be able to relate. We got to talk to them. We could say we did it. And if we are as messed up as we are, ain't no excuse for anybody else. No. Because with God, that nothing is impossible. And I believe that it's a testament to beyond just the anointing on your life, the calling on your life. Because... It's not to say that God doesn't pursue us all because he truthfully does. But at some point, sometimes, you know, I feel as though God kind of eases up a little bit, but he needed you. He needed your heart. It was no letting up. It was no saying, okay, maybe come back. He needed you. It's a requirement. He did not want you to leave. Whenever your time comes, he did not want you to leave this earth without knowing who he is in your life and not him. He needed that positioning right. in your heart because he knew how valuable the purpose that's inside of you. Because if we think about it, this, the devil comes to steal, steal our joy, steal our happiness, steal our peace. In your case, steal your attention, steal your focus. He comes to kill, kill your purpose. And he comes to absolutely destroy you and your relationship with God. Right. <clears throat> Excuse so, me. And that's exactly what he tried to do. He you know? did. And he 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 thought that he was going to ultimately win by but the forcing my hand. But the beauty of God, and not to not to speak over you, but the beauty of God is the fact that God is in control of everything. But beyond that, God chose Job to take the battle and told the devil hey, why don't you test Job? Because he was so confident and he had so much faith that Job wouldn't falter that he cho- he told the devil, go try Job. He took down the fences and the hedges of protection he had around God, around Job and said, go at him and see what's up. But at the same time, he also had to ask God for permission to even... And, that's, and sometimes you, know, you don't even realize, but the devil already asked God for permission and he's already entrusted you because he knows your heart. Right. He knew you were committed to him prior to you even feeling like you were committed to him. When you didn't think you were committed to him, your heart was. 
Right. And so, guys, I think you've kind of gotten an idea of how we got here through this beautiful story time. Um, But I believe that knowing who we are will allow you to understand that God works in everybody. God is working in everyone because it's not just past tense. He is currently still manifesting in our lives as is. Like today is no different. We've gotten gems from God that are so beautiful that have even gotten us to this point to sit and hear, do this podcast today and things that have kind of we're using to really bounce off the podcast. So I will say God is faithful. If you can catch anything from what we both said, we shouldn't be here. We had every other way to go opportunity. We could have been in a hospital. We could have been in a grave. But the goodness and the faithfulness of God, his loving kindness that we don't deserve, has kept us here. And that is the fruit of it all, to be in a closer, more intimate relationship as a result of his faithfulness, not ours. We've messed up, we've walked away from God, and he still chased both of us down. So as you think about what we said, and as you ponder upon it and just kind of let it meditate in your spirit, and you reflect on your own story, whatever your introduction would be, and reflect on how God's faithfulness, he's pursued your heart, he's pursued your mind, he's kept you when he didn't have to. I don't think we realize that none of what God does is a requirement. It's a gift. Mm. It is a gift. So I pray that you know, just like the presence is a gift, so it's his presence. Because it's not a requirement that he's with us. It's really honestly our honor, our pleasure, that we get to serve a magnificent God like him. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on another week of the Food of It All podcast. This was the introduction to both of our lives and and, and, um, our journeys thus far. Um, Every Sunday is a new episode. Um, You can email us at thefruitofitallministries at gmail.com if you have any questions, if you want to um, explore this further if you need someone to speak to Prayer you can you know um, hit the like button uh, please and comments, and comments subscribe. subscribe definitely we check have check out the Instagram we have a lot of more things <clears throat> excuse me on the way and, and that we're planning God is moving this entire thing for us it's not us and so it's what you see and what you hear is, is comes from God it comes All from the from Holy him. Spirit that is invoking us to speak the way that we are speaking. So if you like what you hear, continue to just, like I said, subscribe and stay tuned. Um, we have more things on the way and, and we are thrilled that you even joined and watched this long. Definitely. So, um, you know, once again, keep it locked right here to the Food of It All podcast. Thank you. <laughs>